Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the all-new, all-different Second Print Comics Podcast. What's new? What's different? That remains to be seen. But what is the same is that I, Mark Claire, am here with my co-host, my partner in comic book crime, the ever-loving, rambling man himself, Remzo Martinez. Remzo, what's up? Mark, we are all new, all different, and we're coming out as trans. <laughs> trans awesome, because now we're getting to a different level of awesome. See what I did there? See what I did there? You, f- you finally found something I couldn't respond to. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> left me with my mouth gaped. I just couldn't come up with a way response. <laughs> so we're just going to roll with it. Yeah, we're we're like, um, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I have to bring it up. Like Transmutation. So- like, I, I always thought, like, when Marvel was doing their all-new stages and everything else, I felt like with their legacy stuff a few years ago, there was never any going back. And now it just seems that's like, you know, let's make everything as as out there as possible. But no, we're still the same classic Coke formula of SPC. We're just going with uh, some new flavors, a little bit of cherry there, some lime there. Everyone likes a vanilla SPC. Well, we've got all different flavors for you, including today's episode. But before we get to that... What else we got going down? Well, as always, you got to follow us. You got to follow us everywhere. Not in our personal lives, not in our cars, um, not with our loved ones. That would be weird. But on the social medias would be great. At Second Print Pod, pretty much everywhere. On Instagram, at Second Print Pod. Doing a lot more new content over there. Uh, On Twitter, at Second Print Pod. And if you want to toss us some shekels, patreon.com slash secondprintpod, where you get all sorts of bonus content, including shows like Remzo versus the MCU, like What Mark Missed, where I recently finished the entire run of the Ultimate Fantastic Four, so you didn't have to, and a brand new show I've been doing called, or I just started it, it's called A Case of the Runs, where I break down a decent-sized run from uh, some writer or another, the most recent being Scott Snyder's Justice League, a 50-issue run, including Death Metal and... Metal? I always get them. Metal and death metal. And uh, that was a, a quite quite the run. But the trick is I try to break it all down in 10 minutes or less. So I, I put in a lot of time so you don't have to, essentially. And uh, that's it, Remzo. What else? What else is happening in your world? Well, I went ahead and just shot out a couple of our July books for some of our patrons. Uh, I, I love going to local comic shops. And what's funny is that um, you're seeing a lot of comic shops try and intertwine their marketing with what is currently coming out in theaters or what is currently coming out in Disney plus. So when moon Knight was out, they had a bunch of moon Knight stuff. When Dr. Strange was out, they have a bunch of, uh, Dr. Strange stuff. I'm not seeing anything from Miss Marvel. In fact, I'm seeing a lot of Obi-Wan stuff, but I, I would think that one or two stores would have some Miss Marvel stuff up. Uh, no one's doing that. Now, Mark, you've you've already done a good handful of the Miss Marvel recaps. We try and recap every Disney Plus series without going into too much detail. Do you understand why people are bored with it or are you going to defend well, it? Well, nah. What do people have I mean, to expect? I'll defend it as like, I don't hate it. I'll defend it as not the worst show to come out of Disney. I'm not saying it's a fantastic show or a great show, but it doesn't surprise me that it's the least viewed and that there's the least interest in it. Not just because it's obviously aimed more at teenagers. So I think you're already going to get less of that, like adult audience. Uh, for example, I think they're the, like the adult male is going to be a little less interested in this particular series because it's not really aimed for them anyway. Um, but also, I think that it's it's just, you know, it's a more obscure character. This is not uh, even, you know, even even Wanda's less obscure character than, you know, same same as Marvel, who's only been around for a couple of years now. 
Uh, so I think that also plays into why there's just less hype and less uh, marketing maybe around or not, not marketing, but less merchandising or whatever it might be, because there is going to be less interest about around a more obscure character. Uh, but for my shots on, thoughts on the show itself, you got to pay up. You got to pay up suckers behind that paywall. Patreon.com slash second print pod. We do a tremendous amount of bonus content to keep you guys happy to keep the people that keep us going happy. And before we dive into today's, uh, well, I, I think today's story is definitely all new and all different uh, for everybody listening just about it. Certainly was very new and very different for me. But before we get into that, the, the real different thing about the show, you'll still get your normal show on uh, Wednesdays, as we discussed in episode 100 last week. Uh, we are going to try to truncate it a little bit, try to keep it around an hour or so, maybe less, uh, but you know, roughly speaking, around an hour or so, because we're going to be giving you another 30 minutes, a brand new show, every single Friday, the SBC Newsroom, where we will be tackling uh, different news, looking at uh, you know different, uh, you know, whatever comes up in pop culture, comics, TV, movie-related type stuff that there is to discuss. That's been you know a big, uh, big desire of a lot of our fans uh, a lot of our more popular content is actually when we end up looking at, at newer content uh, we'll also be looking a little bit more at some of the books we're reading every month uh, so it's going to be a little bonus for you out there if you couldn't get enough SBC, well you're going to get a little more uh, but hopefully around the same time so that's the key here we're we're planning to expand the show while this while respecting your time so we're going to try to truncate the main show a little bit and then give you about a 30 minute banger on fridays to keep all of that uh, both old and new comic book action uh, going for you Shabam. Shabam. That being said, Ramso, are you ready to guide me into today's today's uh, issue that was chosen by you? This is, uh, I, I don't remember what book it was. I think, I don't know, I don't know if it was two or three episodes ago. I think it was our last potpourri episode. I think so. That was when we were going through uh, some of the books that we were thinking of covering and stuff like that. And I teased it. I said, Mark, we got to cover this one. We have to do it. And you looked at it and you said, oh, my God, we have to do it. So for those of you that remember, whichever episode that was when Mark and I were both like, you know, keeping things all Illuminati level here, wondering what are they talking about? Here it is. We're talking Eminem and the Punisher. <laughs> Some words I never thought I would ever say. Just hearing you say that is hilarious in and of itself. You, you know, when I really started uh, reading comics, I begged my mom to get me a, a print subscription for Marvel directly. And this is around the time that I got my first laptop. I was going through the internet. I discovered Marvel.com. And it, it amazed me that there was a giant community of other people across the world that loved comics. But what I didn't understand was that Eminem, Marshall Mathers himself, is actually a comic book fan. Um, he has uh, actually designed alternate covers for Marvel in the past. He has even guest appeared in a couple of uh, of issues across, I think it was uh, X-Men Spider-Man in the in the like early 2010s. So it, it makes sense that at some point, Marshall Mathers, the original Slim Shady, Eminem, would eventually try and convince Marvel and I guess XXL Mag XXL magazine to actually produce a crossover with his favorite hero, The Punisher. So this came out and I was looking at it like this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just remember seeing this. This is, just hit the stands. It, it was uh, rated M when Marvel was really pushing their uh, parental advisory uh, labels at the time. So I couldn't pick up Ghost Rider by myself. I couldn't pick up Punisher by myself. Uh, uh, Wolverine Origins, I couldn't pick up either. But I remember looking at this thinking one day I'm going to read this comic. And I forgot about it for like 
10 years or something. And it wasn't until a couple years ago that I read this and I was like, ah, this is everything I thought it would be and more. So as we were running across the app and everything talking about, you know, future shit and all that jazz, when this came up, I was like, oh my gosh, we got to push this to the front of the line, baby. Yeah. This is definitely like a JJ Abrams situation where, uh, he, you know, JJ obviously just made a phone call, uh, said, Hey Marvel, my son's going to write a comic book. And they said, well, you're J.J. Abrams, so I guess you. So can we put your name on it too? And he's like, yeah. So, uh, and then we talked about that, of course, in our our episode 100. So click back in your podcast feed, check that one out, or check back the original review of that, which is linked in that in the show notes of that episode. I'm not going to find it for you right now. I can't do everything for you, people. Uh, but I imagine this is something similar. Eminem's a lifelong comic fan. At some point, for some reason, I don't know if it was an idea to promote. We were, we were trying to figure out before the show exactly what he's promoting. I mean, this is years after the movie. Uh, maybe there was an album coming around around this time. But look at all the look at all the companies that are involved in the production of this like 18 issue comic. Marvel, XXL Magazine, Shady Records, Goliath Records, Interscope Records, and Aftermath Entertainment, which I believe might be Marshall's um, like film production company or something like that. All six of these organizations, these mighty organizations, t- t- came together. That's about three pages per per giant media company here, uh, for, if we were going to divide it up. But yeah, this is clearly, I think, just a fuck it, why not? But it, it is kind of surprising, based on the content and based on the person. I can't imagine the, this must have been before Disney and Marvel, right? Like, obvi- oh like obviously. Oh my gosh, yes. They would never <laughs> right, do this, this right now. Before, I guess, because I think, I mean, it wasn't that long after this. That we got the movies around. Uh, All right, let me do. Yeah, I mean, I want to say too. Speculating. So you talk about that. While yeah, I-, I mean, if um, if Iron Man came out in 2008 and Disney bought it about a year later, that would be 2009. The full deal would not be completed until 2011. So yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it was well before Disney had acquired Marvel. The deal was announced in 2009, so the same year as this. But yeah, it probably wasn't completed until after that. So. Just snuck under the radar with this Eminem book. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe Eminem's like, shit, Disney's buying Marvel. This is my last chance to do a do a, do a book with the Punisher. Yeah, might might as well. And honestly, if you had if you had Eminem's money and fame, wouldn't you want to try Absolutely. and push your own promo comic? No shade, uh, no shade thrown that thrown his way for getting in a comic. Believe me. Yeah, I mean, this is just I, I, massive respect to Marshall. Massive respect. One, one thing I want to make more a habit of doing, which sometimes we forget, sometimes we do half of, I want to pay respect for bad or for good, respect, proper respect to the creators of everything we look at. So this episode, damn it. Oh God, it was not all new and all different enough. I'm still calling issues episodes. This issue, Eminem and the, it's just called Eminem the Punisher. They didn't even bother putting the, the letter, like an ampersand in there or anything. It's just real it's gangster, just Eminem right? the Punisher. Uh, it is written by Fred Van Lente, Art by Salvador La Roca, so who I presume did the inks because there's no separate inker noted and colorist Frank Diarmada, and that's all. Oh, I guess I might as well mention mention the uh, letterer since I'm turning a new leaf. VCs Joe Caramana and Corey Pettit, the letterer, the letterer and production team. There you go. That's enough. We don't need to talk about editors and Joe Casada and all this stuff. Okay, I, I don't know who to, who to start with first though. Do we talk about our first experience of the Punisher? Because we've covered the Punisher in past episodes. So I might as well ask you, when was your first dose of the man from Detroit? I mean, it would have been when did that first album come out? Uh, 99? 1999. My name is, was that the, the first song? 
Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was so, it. Yeah, I mean, I was in college, I guess. So I was uh, probably a sophomore in college. I can't say, it's not like 9-11 where I remember the moment per se. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I definitely, I think that was like the tail end of the time when I would still like watch MTV and stuff like that or just like put it on in the background. So I remember the music video coming up and being like, oh, this is something different. Uh, a white rapper who they're actually kind of like pushing seriously. And then you're like, oh, oh, he's actually a pretty good fucking rapper. And then, yeah, no, I've been, I, I like... I'm not an Eminem fan in the sense that I own physical albums or posters or anything like that, but I've been a, an, an admirer of Eminem's music and rapping for the most part. Uh, although his most recent work, uh, you know, everything has gotten cringe in the last few years, including Marshall Mathers. But you know, in, in terms of his rap career, I, I've always enjoyed his, his, his music and I, I can karaoke a few Eminem tunes as well. Real Slim Shady. I, I memorized all of without me. In uh in 2014, I was in a long car ride with a bunch of uh, guys. I I lived in a barracks with in Alabama, and we just went through like this you know rabbit hole through memory lane of like late 90s, like early 2000s rap, and we listened to Without Me over and over and over and over and over again until we could all in sync throw out the lyrics. Can you do it now? And that was really my first time. <sighs> I, I got I got to be like in the mood for it. For that's, that's about all I know. For me, yeah, yeah. Uh, your husband's got a, a new heart, Miss Cheney. Like I remember that. Yeah, but uh, I, I think this is cool as we jump into the story because they they start falling with that Bendis style, you know, like in case you missed it type of stuff. And you can obviously tell this is for promo pur- purposes. So they go ahead and give a brief example of, uh, you know, who the Punisher is on a Sunday in Central Park. Frank Castle's family was killed in the reign of mob bullets. From that day on, Castle was reborn as a relentless vigilante dedicated to one thing, sending evil men to their graves. He is the Punisher. And then I just kind of think of like Marshall's voice when like he's pretending to be Stan in those songs. It's like Marshall Mathers, Dropped out of high school to pursue a career in hip-hop, gaining popularity in freestyle battles. Mattles was able to escape the streets of Detroit and become one of the most talented and controversial MCs on the planet. He is Eminem. a terrible impression of what um, Eminem sounds like, but I will just roll with it and uh, consider it slightly. Well, it's, it's Eminem when he's pretending to be Stan. Okay. You know, Stan. Stan. All right, Stan. Fair, enough, fair enough. It's a little, it still sounds, yeah. feels a little racist, but either way, which is weird because he's white, but, but somehow it still found a way to feel racist <laughs> to me. I love here, too, that they have... Uh, you know, a gritty, you know, stylistic drawing, very realistic stylistic drawing of the Punisher. And then just a picture of Eminem like that you've seen for like 10 years. Just, just him chilled in a hoodie uh, next next to these descriptions. Smiling, obviously yeah. not smiling. Uh, I, just, I just found it so funny, just the, the juxtaposition of. And it's interesting, too. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about this as we go through. It almost looks like, I don't know, either either this is just credit to Salvador La Raca as an artist or like they use some weird technology. It almost looks like they like Eminem's face is like photoshopped on his body in this. Did you think that at all when, uh, when reading this? It, it, it is. Yeah. Because you can't tell whether they threw a filter on it to make him look more it's comic something. booky or if, yeah, I think they're trying to emphasize that these guys live in the same world. Yeah, I guess yeah, it's weird. Even though I, I can't confirm because there's some stuff that happens at the end of this issue where I was like, shit, is that real? And uh, it's not canon. Apparently, oh, this isn't canon, so you think? Some behi- <laughs> no, this isn't canon. So some behind the scenes stuff. Apparently, it, it took them almost a, it took them almost a year to do it. This was originally going to be way to longer. They were think they were thinking of doing a mini series, <laughs> but because Marshall actually wanted to be involved in it and some 
issues with collaboration later. This is ultimately what came to be. So they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. Do whatever you want. Do a short story. We'll just do what you tell us to. And uh, yeah, and you're going to see a lot of that in this book. There's a lot of stuff where you're just like, what writer thought about this? And yeah, you you know, now. that's everything about this. But yeah. So anyway, we start off at an M&M concert in Detroit, Michigan. We see M has just finished off and Marshall is just waving to the crowd. And they're all like, M&M, M&M has a classic mic drop moment. And then this is where, you know, they start pulling all the, the real M&M-isms. M&M-ism, M&M-ism, M&M-isms. We're going to call them M&M-isms. And they're just like, okay, man, where are we heading? And I'm going to try and do my best, like, Marshall Mathers voice I can. I'm hungry for some Coney dogs right now at Lafayette. Wow, that sounds horrible when I say it out loud. You're all just going to have to imagine that I'm trying really hard and I'm better than By the than way, Remzo, have you ever had a Coney dog? Do you know what they are? Yes, I had in well, Detroit. Place that you can really have a real one. I always wondered why Coney dogs were more popular in Detroit than they were in Coney Island. I mean, they're they're They have nothing to do with Coney Island. That's probably why they only have something to do with they're invented in. They're just called a Coney for whatever reason. And it has nothing to do with Coney Island. So that's entirely why <laughs> Did that just blow your mind. Wow. I mean, I'm really connecting it for the first time and it makes a lot of sense. In fact, they don't exist on Coney Island. There might be something called a Coney dog somewhere on Coney the Island, but fuck? that's not what these that's not what these. Coney dogs. Isn't that where they have the Nathan's hot dog eating yeah, contest? Those aren't Coney dogs. I mean, I, that, that's those aren't someone. There might be someone somewhere that calls dogs from Coney Island a Coney dog, but that is either way. That's not has nothing to do with the Coney dog of Detroit. Fuck yeah, or anything to do with Coney twenty twelve. Remember that? Are you old enough to remember Coney twenty twelve? I, I I remember when the director ran out naked in the street and had a mental oh, breakdown. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Huh. Yeah, that's why no one talks about Coney 2012 anymore. Should we spend the episode talking about that instead of The Punisher and Eminem? No, because we're about to see okay, some weird shit. Speaking of weird shit, so Marshall wants a Coney dog, and next you know his whole crew turns around because they see some dude dog. in a trench coat, and they're all just like, hold up, hold up, yo, 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 fall back, man. And they see this dude driving this like shifty, like, you know, serial killer car, and out comes the Punisher. Dun, dun, and dun, dun, they're just like, hey, like. I was just picturing that music coming in as he's getting out of the, as he's slowly getting out of the car. Yo, yo, fall back, man. Show's over show's over and the punisher is like really where i'm standing it's just beginning and all of a sudden the punisher just whips out two freaking saw machine guns and starts like blasting bullets through all of marshall's gang and marshall's just like you know falls down and he's trying to lunge away and he's just like oh shit oh shit oh shit and this is our first real look at eminem so to have it start with a with a freaking massacre is pretty much what you see i see what i'm talking about here like his face doesn't his face look like it doesn't even it almost doesn't even look drawn it almost looks like like they use this like Star Wars technology to put his like actual face on the drawn body. I think it or it's either something weird like that or Salvador La Roca is just very good at drawing a very, very interestingly accurate Eminem face. He would go on to do um, Captain America at one point with uh, Brian Michael. No, not well, not with Bendis. It was with Ed Brubaker. And he also did uh, a shorter run on the Punisher War Journal series uh, about midway through. So, I mean, this is actually, I could send you some of his stuff afterwards for people that haven't seen his work before. It almost looks lifelike. Yeah, that's it, very lifelike. Well, if that's just the quality of his, of his work, then yeah, uh, I guess credit to him because, it, yeah, I mean, this really looks like Eminem. It doesn't just look like, oh, I know it's supposed to be Eminem. Like, if you just showed me this picture and I didn't know it was an Eminem look, I would immediately know it was Eminem. That's how accurate it is. Oh, he did. Um, I, I'm I'm 90 sure he also did Invincible Iron Man of Matt Fraction, the 
like outside Warren Ellis's first volume of Invincible Iron Man, when Matt Fraction took it over to coincide with the movie in 2008, they also threw him on that series. Phenomenal. Probably some of the best renderings of the Iron Man characters you'll Sounds ever like see. Sounds like a what Mark missed uh, candidate. Oh, yeah. I'll put it oh, on the yeah. list. But anyway, so, you know, in, in, true, in true Detroit fashion, of course, Marshall has a gun on him. So you think he's running away, right? No, he just gets around the corner and he just starts like blasting out in the middle of nowhere. He probably hits a civilian or something. He's just like, damn, why is this fucking maniac after me? And next thing you, know, you <laughs> have this giant arm like a else. gorilla. <laughs> I'm going to keep it going. I might as well. The only reason it's not racist is because it's about a white guy. So it can't be, I guess. <laughs> is it because is it because Eminem is basically black? Is. Mike Tyson actually said that. Mike Tyson actually, I won't use the word. No, it's that it sounds like you're trying to do an impression of a black guy when you're trying to do an impression of Eminem. That's what's racist. <laughs> I mean, didn't Eminem basically steal black people culture? I mean, if we cared about things like that, I guess you could say he, it was uh, appropriated in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> I, I would call it an homage more than anything else. <laughs> he, uh, it, it was inspired, inspired by, largely. Yes. <laughs> It's not his fault he did rap better. He's just that good. I mean, I know legit rap fans, and and I'm not going to say the color of their skin. I'm just going to say they're real rap fans who actually, like, multiple real rap fans who really know rap. I'm not one of them. I'm like, I call call myself a casual rap fan. But they rank up Eminem there with, like, the all-time best rappers, pretty much universally, in the top, like, five or whatever. So 50 Cent, Jay-Z, Eazy-E, Ice Cube, I could see it. Yeah, those sound like guys that are probably in there. I don't know. I like Eminem yeah. as good or better than most of those guys myself, but and and but Amy's right up there. Well, anyway, this giant arm from around a corner goes ahead and pulls Marshall in, and he's like, "He ate. You just got in the misfortune of standing in my general fucking vicinity." And this is where it gets really weird because you're trying to establish like, like, do these people know each other? Is this really the same world? Is that really the Punisher? Is this really Eminem? I was also like, is Barracuda a real villain? Is he a real guy that Eminem that I should know from the Eminem circles? I'm like, am I supposed to? know who barracuda is oh he collabed on his last album oh, he's a rapper he's not oh no nah, ba- barracuda be, no I barracuda be, I, I would totally <laughs> believe that i did just believe that so for audio listeners you know nothing about us mark is very white <laughs> so um barracuda is actually a, a uh, an old school punisher villain i think he was a an fbi agent turned mercenary he's one of the most violent people uh in the marvel universe and i think he's dead now but what what does death matter in marvel and in this alternate reality universe this takes place and has been lifelong friends with Eminem. Yeah, because obviously all villains come from Detroit. So he looks at him. He's like, Barracuda. And next thing you know, uh, Barracuda's just like, what, Marshall? You should redo. Do- if I ever get to do, do like a, a reboot of a book, I'm going to do Dr. Doom. But instead of Latveria, he's from Detroit. I could totally see that. <laughs> and that's why he's so miserable. Anyway. I could totally see that. He could do a collab with Snoop Dogg. Dr. Doom Troy. Just think about it. <laughs> In fact, we could make that. I could already make that. That's not. I'm pretty sure Marvel hasn't copyrighted Dr. Doom Troy. So watch out. If Marvel hasn't, then straight to Substack with this one. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Barracuda, Marshall, they end up knowing each other. Apparently Barracuda used to go to his old rap battles and everything. And he's just like, what's up, man? How you been? And Barracuda, I love it. He's just like, oh, you know, a little bit of murder for hire, overthrowing small Central American governments. But since I think, but since we got Skullboy on our collective asses, we, we should move instead of strolling down memory lane. And, and this is why I love because the Punisher hasn't skipped a beat. He pulls out a freaking <laughs> RPG. Very casually. He, yeah, just out of nowhere. His jacket, his trench coat is like Mary Poppins 
purse, but for death. So he pulls out a freaking uh, RPG and he blows up Barracuda's ride. So at this point, they're just like running through Detroit, you know, a safe, friendly neighborhood full of homelessness and abandoned say, houses. I, I did really enjoy Eminem's one line here. He, he's like, you know, Barracuda's saying like, no, you got to run. You got to get out of here. Uh, we got to get away from this, this fucking Punisher guy. And Eminem's like, no way, man. That psychopath just shot up my crew. He's trying to be all tough. He's like, I don't run from any son of a. And that's when he sees him with the uh, the, the, uh, the missile with RPG or whatever. And he's like, of course, that's more of a rough guideline than a hard and fast rule, which I, I, can, really see cause I can really see him saying that in the in the Eminem voice. So like this is it's it's working for me on a like I could see this as like an M- I could see this as an Eminem music video easily. Oh, yeah. Like this, this is actually like it has his classic sense of humor. If people really can understand, they that. should turn this into a music video into like the beginning of a music video, and then he goes into this would be a this would be a Disney Plus series, <laughs> Disney Plus After Dark. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they they run into this abandoned house, and the Punisher is following them. And I guess uh, Barracuda and Eminem came up with a plan. So as they're hiding behind this door, it gets all like you know Acme, like you know Looney Tunes level of stuff. So the Punisher's walking over, looking like, you know, Michael Myers, kind of. And uh, Marshall goes ahead and peeps his head through the door. And he's like, hey, hey, Mr. Hero, over here. You must get me away from this crazy bastard. I don't deserve to die. I'm a celebrity. <laughs> this impression and the pun- is evolving uh, <laughs> rapidly, but I'm just going to be here for the ride. Continue. I just need to I just need to get it at the right point. So anyway, the Punisher's like, settle down, Rockstar. I'll have you back in your jacuzzi before you know it. So the Punisher walks th- through the door. And next, you know, uh, freaking Eminem just like pistol whips him in the nose. And his, his nose breaks and there's blood everywhere. And he's just like, Rockstar, fuck that shit. You don't. You want to fuck with Shady? Because Shady will fucking kill you. So he's just like pistol whipping the Punisher. Like, you know, Gitmo style. And by the way, this being a Marvel book, they are they are. He obviously says fuck a number of times and they just star it out. But it's like literally 50% of Eminem's words are just the five stars, which, you know, which, you know, is the uh, the F-bomb. Yeah. And blood is blood. Disney still doesn't get rid of that all the time. Not fly today. So after pistol whipping the shit out of Frank Castle, he just starts like shooting him <laughs> in the gut. Every like anyone who knows like two things about the Punisher knows that he kills people and he wears bulletproof armor. So Shady might not know that. So he's just like letting off a full clip in him. And he's like, damn, that was easy. Why this fool try to kill you in the first place, Kuda? And next thing you know, Barracuda pulls out a revolver and sticks it like right up against the back of Eminem's head. And I love his face. His face is just like cold, like shit. His face is crazy. Holy yeah. So a Barracuda is just like, oh, I ain't no thing. He found out I got hired to smoke some punk ass rapper so next you know he turns around barracuda's just there smiling holding the gun at him and next you know he just lets off every round from his revolver into his gut and he's just like damn that was easy so you see frank castle and marshall mathers on the floor you think they're dead but if you know two things you know that frank castle wears body armor and that eminem's straight from freaking detroit so next you know a few hours later yeah. So a few hours later, um, you see uh, him. Uh, you see Barracuda. You see Barracuda on a boat. I, I would have liked this more. I would, I would give this a, a high, like a, a ten, a ten out of ten. If if this was how the issue ended, if it was just ten nine pages and they die at the end, just because that would have been hilarious. Yeah. So. Uh, they they want to just really exaggerate things at this point. So you think it's already ridiculous now. It gets more ridiculous in a couple pages. But you see uh, them on a boat, so Barracuda on a boat with uh, Frank Castle and Eminem on it as well. They're chained up. And you see uh, Barracuda, they're on Lake Michigan, and he's actually singing um, uh, Mockingbird 
by Eminem. I don't know if you caught the lyrics. I mean, it's not originally by. Eminem. So you you think it's yeah, but you you know you know the version that he did for yeah, his daughter yeah. Haley. Yeah. So all the all the Marshall isms, all yeah, the Eminem isms are almost here. all dialogue, especially from Eminem, but is is either a literal line from um, uh, an Eminem song or some kind of reference to an Eminem song of some sort. I like the product placement too, because when you see that they're both alive, you see Eminem is wearing Nikes. You like the product placement or you, or you just like, you know what, if they're, if you're going to be a promotional vehicle, you may as well be a promotional vehicle. I mean, it feels sincere to shady. You can't show shady, not wearing Nikes. He's got contracts to fill, yo. Oh, I feel horrible. So anyway, um, I'm sorry, Eminem and the Punisher survived because why? They both wore body armor. So at this point, they're starting to realize, oh, wait, Barracuda was trying to kill Eminem, but the Punisher found out, so he was trying to save Eminem. So now Eminem feels dumb. And the the Punisher, (laughs) yeah. And shooting him (laughs) all the time, yeah. Yeah, so at this point, they're just like, uh, Frank Castle's just like, ah, oh, you know, I tried to save your ass and everything. And Eminem's just like, save me? You tr- you call that trying to save me? You went postal on my security. Most of them had been my homies for years. In Eminem's defense here, you would assume that he was trying to kill him, him, him. And so I can't really blame him for the pistol whipping and the shooting. That seems like self-defense, legit self-defense to me, based on the information he had. So the Punisher and Eminem just end up getting into this conversation about Eminem, uh, you know, feeling bad that his homies got shot and everything. And to your point, you know, he, he should be upset for the Punisher killing all his friends and everything. But the Punisher is just like, well, you know, they've got a rap sheet. They had, you know, they had a record and stuff like that. So he doesn't feel bad at all. He's showing no sympathy to Marshall. And Marshall's just like pissed. So at this point, Barracuda comes out with a giant, uh, you know, giant freaking sniper rifle. So he's going to go ahead and just enjoy murdering um, uh, uh, the, the Punisher and Eminem like this. So at this like point, coat. he's got a nice, uh, he's got this like kind of cool yellow coat with these, uh, Fluffy uh, fur on the on the uh, shoulders and the wrists. Uh, it's kind of kind of fancy there for Barracuda. Is that how he normally dresses? Big pimpin'. Nah, he, he he looks more like he's trying to look like a rapper mogul at this point in this in this book. But what I think is funny is the the line of dialogue that we're about to jump in here. So Marshall's just confused as to why his good friend Kuda is trying to kill him. So he's just like, how could you Judas me like this, man? We grew up together. And <laughs> Barracuda's just like, aw, don't go all bitch on me with the we was homies in the hood line in your final hours, Marshall. Just business is all. <laughs> the blue hairs at the parents music council really don't like you. And Marshall's just like, what? Those Bible thumping bastards and Barracuda's just like yeah the preachers wanted me to get an old testament on your ass but when I realized you was wearing a bulletproof vest after I laid them slugs into you I got all inspirational in this bitch best of Jimmy Hoffa your ass dump you where they won't find you so basically what he's gonna do is he's gonna throw him in the icy waters of Lake Michigan and then he's like, then you a legend, son. They're going to be sightings of you at grocery stores worldwide. And w- hey, how is he going to collect on the hit if he doesn't have the body as evidence? You know, just. All right. Accepted. I do like the premise, though. I think it's pretty hilarious <laughs> of why he was hired. Yeah. So he 
So he picks up Marshall and tosses him into the water, but he neglects is that it's the icy waters of Lake Michigan. So when he tosses him, he just hears this giant thud. He looks down and you see Eminem has just landed in ice and you've got these little cartoony stars. They're really laying into it like uh, like a slapstick comedy. I, I do kind of like They're it. having it up here pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah. Well. So at this point, he's just like, damn, the ice looks thicker than I thought. Oh, well. So he pulls out the sniper and he's going to aim and shoot marshall and he's like ha my name is my name is and next thing you know the punisher reaches around and kicks him in the back of the knees he's like oh hell no you did not just do that as he lays around into the air well this gives eminem enough time to start walking off and he's walking across the ice as if he knows what the hell he's doing i'd be freaking out by now so what is the how is the boat even on this lake like if this if there's this much ice on the lake it seems like the whole lake is ice. There's a guy ice fishing. Eminem walks like across the whole lake, but somehow the boat got all the way out there. I know I shouldn't be really nitpicking too much, but I mean, that's a little silly if you ask me. Yeah. Well, this whole thing is a little silly. Yes, that's why it's thing's a promo boat. I guess they're on, maybe I'm supposed to believe. All right. So they're on like Lake Michigan probably because uh, they're outside. They're at Detroit. So maybe the the, the storm and the, the cold is just getting worse and worse as they go further out. So now the, the water has become icier since they had first departed. Boom. I filled that gap. Thank you very much. Do you feel better? Yeah. Because you really needed yeah. to to bridge that gap. Yes. I know. I do that constantly. If it's TV shows, comics, like, man, imagine how much I had to do that for Obi-Wan. Who I will. Uh, speaking of which, I talk about the Obi-Wan being such a total mess with Dan Smots. Also over on Patreon behind the old paywall, patreon.com slash second print pod shebang. But yes, uh, I cannot handle logical gaps. Like I can accept any sort of like superpowered being I can accept, but I need internal logic in my stories. And when it's not provided for me, I create it in my headcanon. Even if my headcanon is ridiculous, at least it's something, something they don't give me. So that's what I, that's what I did here, but I had to do it a lot for Obi-Wan. Ooh. Peace be upon you. It's exhausting. Exhausting. It's an exhausting world that I live in. Be, be grateful. You're not me. <laughs> so maybe this can go ahead and provide you some relief as Marshall is walking across the ice. He sees this dude ice fishing, which I didn't know you could ice fish on the lake until he moved to Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, I saw this. And I'm just like, this makes no sense. But anyway, he walks across the frozen lake as the Punisher and Barracuda are fighting back on the boat. And he sees this guy ice fishing. He's like, yo, 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 hey, yo, you deaf man, a little help. So this is another Eminemism. You see the guy. He is ice fishing, but he turns around and you see him listening. I'm your biggest fan. To an Eminem album. Yo, are you Eminem? I know you probably hear this all the time, but I'm your biggest fan. I got a house full <laughs> of your posters, all your pictures and your posters, man. I do anything I'm for you. I'm surprised he didn't say. What's his name? Well, What's his name? But they don't say it. They don't say Stan. he's Stan here, though, right? But that's obviously <laughs> the implication. I, it's actually better than just yeah. saying, hey, my name's Stan. That would be a little too, little too, uh, a little too on point. Yeah. But what does this guy who we will call Stan, what does Stan have? Stan has a chainsaw because he's ice fishing. So he needs a chainsaw for the ice. So Eminem looks down as this guy who turns out to be a major fan whose name may or may not be Stan has a chainsaw. So we're back on the boat and Eminem is just beating the shit out of Frank Castle because while Frank was able to kick him earlier so Eminem could run off, he still couldn't get out of uh, the, the ropes that he, that he's tied behind his back with classic villain shit you know and uh barracuda's just beating the shit out of him he's just like guess the smart money would have been on letting you bleed out in that vacant lot skull boy mom always told me boy you ain't some james bond motherfucker you gotta get your fool in your sinister clutches don't mess around just kill him 
but you and me, we got history. That taken, that that I taken out of you by inches. I can't, I can't talk <laughs> Detroit black people. I'm sorry, I, I I draw a limit. So Barracuda is basically no. You can only do white people who already sound sort of like black people, like Eminem. And then when you do them, you sound like anyway. I need a layer. This is getting uh, it's, it's getting risque. <laughs> it's getting risque, and thankfully we're towards the end. As soon as uh, he's about to go ahead and pull out a machete and start hacking Frank Castle to pieces, he turns around and hears a chainsaw. And who's back on the boat? <laughs> we see Eminem on a chainsaw with the in the boat, and he starts like sword fighting him for like two seconds. And Barracuda's like, "You you make one sorry leather you you make one sorry ass leather face, Marshall, and I ain't your mom's." Another Eminemism. I won't get into that, but he he slide he he uh, he blocks the chainsaw with the machete, but that causes the chainsaw to slide down the machete, so it cuts off Barracuda's fingers. And next thing you know, Marshall slashes through Barracuda's shoulders, cutting him in half, making the dude fall off the boat. And uh, if that's not one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in a comic, Eminem like chainsawing a Marvel villain. I I don't. It was know one of the is. most violent things I've seen uh, probably in a Marvel comic. I mean that. I mean because you see the blood and everything, and, and right before in the panel before that, you see uh, the fingers flying off, the blood everywhere. This is definitely uh, far outside of what Marvel would have typically put in a comic. And, and again, I doubt that this would be approved under the, the leadership of today. But it, I mean, they still they still have it on the Marvel Unlimited app, so they haven't they haven't censored it or anything like that. Uh, speaking of censoring, you see Barracuda, his his big ass body just like breaks through the ice. So Marshall's like boasting. He's like, yeah, yeah, I say thick enough to hold your big ass. And at this point, uh, the Punisher got Barracuda's machete and he's able to cut out of the ropes. Soon enough, he he grabs two Uzis and he stands behind him. He's like, Eminem, get on the ice. And Eminem turns around and he's just like, what? Did you have your eyes closed this whole time? Unlike you, I actually just saved your ass. And the Punisher tries pulling out this like, you know, Punisher logic. He's like, you killed Barracuda. You tried to kill me. Criminal's a criminal. And then Eminem, he's like, you know, lowering himself down off the boat into the ice. He's like, your priorities are seriously fucking out of whack. You know that? And for a moment, we think that the Punisher is shooting at Eminem. He's just like, you know, spraying bullets out of the ooze. He's just like, like you think he's like murdered him. But no, what he did do was he shot around a block of, of the block of ice that Eminem is standing on. And at this point we get some sympathy. He's like, I'm sorry. I killed your homies, Marshall. Now we're even here. Barracuda had a military satellite phone. You'll be able to call for rest for a rescue even out here. And then I'm just like, Hey, what, where, where are you going? And this How is what I love is, as he's taking the boat. Like I was, I, whatever, I don't care yeah. Stands back there. He can yeah, get right. Exactly. Stand. So what, what I love about this is he takes the boat and he starts going off. And as he's answering his question, he's just like to pay a visit to the parents music council, hiring a contract killer, serious crime. <laughs> and then Mem's just like, Oh really? Cool. Do me a favor and tell him that shady sent you the end. I really wish that they gave us an epilogue of Frank castle murdering the parents music council or whatever the hell it is. Is that even a real thing? It probably is. I'm sure it is. If, if it's not, there is something like it that, that surely exists. Um, that I is guess. <laughs> where do we even, where do we even <laughs> start with this? This is by far the shortest book we've ever read. I'm, sh- I'm not short of thoughts at all. Uh, I have so many thoughts actually. <laughs> and so much so that I'm not even sure where, where to start with them, but 
first of all, let's just talk about why do you why do you think this book exists? You think it's what I said earlier that Eminem just one day decided that he wanted to be in a comic book and thought the Punisher was cool and then pitched that to Marvel, but then said, "Don't worry, I'll have like." Tower, you know, like my record companies and shit, like foot the bill. I just want to be in a comic. Do you think that's what what how this happened? That's usually how these type of promos really go. I mean, David Letterman has been in a comic book, but that was more of like a promo for the David Letterman show. He he never read comics. Um, you've seen this with a lot of celebrities in the past. Uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss, believe it or not, I'm pretty sure that Kiss holds the record for appearing in the most comic books in the most publishers. Mm. They've appeared in DC books. They've appeared in Dark Horse. They, they've been on they Scooby Doo uh, comic book. They've been on Scooby Doo. I mean, they they've been everywhere. So I mean, celebrities crossing over into comics isn't anything new. But this one really came from the genesis of why not? I guess. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm going to look up. I wonder if I can find sales numbers for this. I wonder if that's possible because I'd, I'd be very curious. Um, but I don't know what to think about this because it's. Yes, it's not a good story by by any you know by any means or anything like that, um, and I, I can't call it like a seminal work. I couldn't even say. Well, I don't know. Maybe I would say everyone should read it because it's such a it's such a curiosity. Um, it's such an odd thing to exist. And this is in the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum of Comics. If that was a thing, really, but, but, uh, I would I would put it there. Oh, you're saying it should be. It should be in Ripley's Museum. Yeah, it should <laughs> you're be. Saying it was in. If Ripley's had a if Ripley's had a museum just for comic books, this would be there. This happened. I want to see this turned into like a full length movie with a more drawn out plot starring Marshall Mathers and John Bernthal. That's what I would like to see. Did you know, there was so this whole metal. thing where Eminem, uh, this is what I found when searching Punisher and Eminem, that Eminem like called out Netflix for canceling the Punisher series a couple of years ago. He was like, <laughs> dear Netflix, <laughs> regarding your cancellation of the Punisher, you are blowing it. Sincerely, Marshall. That was a tweet from Marshall Mathers. <laughs> so yeah, he's clearly like a, a Punisher fan. He was clearly uh, watching the series and clearly enjoyed John Bernthal's portrayal. So wouldn't it be, so there, there is precedent for this, except for the, the possibility is, is there. And I, I believe, I don't know if this is official or just heavily rumored, but I, I'm pretty sure Disney is bringing back the Punisher and John Bernthal. Is that, do we know that for sure? I know we know it for Jessica Jones and for obviously for, for um what's his name? Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil. Yeah, Charlie Cox. Um, I think the only people who are not getting called back are uh, um, uh, My- Michael Michael Kator, who played Luke Cage. I, I would really be upset if they didn't. But I'm okay he was with awesome, Iron but, Fist uh, being left to the, to the dust. Yeah, we, we don't talk about Finn Jones and, and that shit. Plus, Shang-Chi pretty much has like Iron Man's origin now, <laughs> like in the sort of. Iron yeah, Fist origin. Uh, yeah, Iron, yeah. Iron Fist origin. Like he lives, I mean, they just put in... Uh, what, what what's the name of it? Whatever, Kun Tao instead of Kun Lao. Like it's basically the same the same concept essentially. Uh, get, uh, that he comes from this other dimensional. He has a connection to this like other dimensional world or whatever. So I don't think we even need. And I'm fine with not having any Iron Fist in in the MCU. And we just pretend that series never happened. I'm good with that. That me and humans. Yeah, I don't need the Inhumans either. And Agents of Shield. Never seen it. Never will. Somewhere my brother is listening to this and he's <laughs> screaming. You're not missing out. He liked both those shows. And I'm like Ryan. Why do you like pain? The only way I would watch that show if it were a for some sort of bonus podcast show that we were somehow coerced into doing because I'll watch I'll watch or read anything if I can rant on it about a, on a podcast about it afterwards. So 
you you might start finding your limits if you go back into that dark abyss of Marvel. If we now we have just over three hundred dollars a month on Patreon right now. Thank you so much to our patrons. If we get over, if we hit, I'm just going to say this right now. If we hit five hundred a month, I will watch and review every single episode of Agents of Shield for our patrons. There you go. How many seasons are there? A lot. Too many, as some would say. Will that take me longer than uh, reviewing all of the Ultimate Fantastic Four? You've just committed to like three years at least. Three seasons or three years of my life? Three years <laughs> of your life. Well, I've only committed to it, and there's a t- there's a deadline to this. If we get if we get it by the end of the summer, if we get five hundred dollars by the end of the summer, I'll make it tra- realistic. I will review the show. Now, I'm not going to say how long it's going to take. You know, in what time frame I'll do that, but I will do it. Alrighty, folks, you heard. That's it. my pledge. If you want to hear me, your brother alone. Ryan, if you're listening right now, just become a hundred dollar <laughs> member and you'll almost do this on your own and I'll watch it all. The challenge has been laid down, but nonetheless, let's jump into ratings. You want to go first? I guess so. Um, I like it. It's so hard to rate because it's <laughs> like, if I'm taking it as a serious comic, like then it's I, obviously hard to rate the story as a good story, but it's hard. You can't really take this as, as a serious comic. And why don't I start with the art? The art's a little bit easier here. Or is it? I don't know. I mean, yeah, the art is like pretty good. I, I gotta say, especially because uh, Salvador Larocca is here. Like, he, like I said earlier, his M M&M and M looks so realistic. It almost makes me wonder. Like, did he trace over his face in every panel? Because it looks so much like M M&M. and Like, I mean, it's it's so distinctly his face that I, I I'm just gonna give him credit and assume he didn't cheat in some way. But it's really cool. It is really cool, actually. How how much Eminem looks like Eminem in this, and the art's pretty darn good. So I'm gonna give the art a four. Actually, I'm gonna give the art a four. Uh, I I really thought the art. If you're gonna make this book, uh, this art was done. I can't imagine Eminem being portrayed more like Eminem. So uh, on that judgment, yeah, I'll give the art a four. And the story. Now this is where things get hard. Because look, this is an 18 page story. It it couldn't be more simple. Um, it doesn't have the most spectacular dialogue. Again, half the dialogue is just, you know, random Eminem lyrics kind of shoehorned in there. But at the same time, there's something I have to respect about the absurdity of this story. And I I feel like in a way it sort of, it didn't take itself too seriously. I guess that's what I would say. And it, it embraced its own absurdity. I felt pretty well. Um, it's obviously just supposed to be a silly story where you see Eminem and the Punisher shoot each other. You see Eminem with a, a chainsaw. You meet Stan. Finally, we actually see Stan. Um, I don't know. What's the cover price on this? I'm curious. Do we have that? It, Two ninety nine. I'm pretty sure it was two ninety nine. I might even call this a deal for two ninety nine. To be honest, if they, you know, I thought they were going to make this like a, a five ninety nine or a really, you know, try to really milk this thing. The fact that now that's probably what a normal Marvel comic costs around that time. They, right? they were, they were. Oh, back back in two thousand eight. Yeah. yeah, but this was also this is when Marvel Unlimited was becoming a thing. Like they were really pushing this out. It started that early. They were giving. Wow. They, they were giving this away. Mm. Yeah. I think I got it for pretty free or cheap uh, for a while. Like when I, when I first, I, cause I, when I first started reading comics and I found out about not first started reading comics, but returned to reading comics in around 2012, when I found out about Marvel unlimited and I, I got some deal, it was like, it was dumb how cheap it was. It was like, it came to like $2 a month or something at the end. So I was like, of course I'm going to have access to every Marvel comic ever. And that's when I you know started. That's when I got really back into comics. Cause I just started deep diving and all this old stuff. And I, I used to read and then new stuff that I, I saw coming out. Um, so, so you know how they have like all those like hundreds of digital exclusive comics that I know they, they put exist. out. Yeah. I've never read one of them this, because they're shit. I imagine this one was one of the first ones they tried. Oh, doing. I see. 
So maybe that was part. So you can get it physically, yeah. but you can also get so maybe it that's their motive from the Marvel business end is not necessarily, uh, you know, not like this comic is probably didn't do crazy sales, but maybe it's more like, let's get some attention to this app and Hey, you can just watch a free, you know, can read this weird, a curiosity of a, uh, you know, it's, I kind of look at it like, Okay, here, here's an analogy for you, because obviously I'm a big professional wrestling fan. Uh, you can hear us, our, our friends at the North-South Connection, you can hear us every single Sunday, so our friends over there will certainly appreciate this a little more. I look at a, a book like this, like when WWE brings in a big celebrity for a big match. Now, when a big celebrity comes in, you don't really have high expectations because they're not really pro wrestlers. But some celebrities exceed the expectations or they're so absurd that it just it just works and i'll, I'll use a reason there's a few examples i could pull from I'll, I'll use a recent example um i don't think you saw this past year's wrestlemania if you did you would have seen a, a really fun absurd match between a wrestler named Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. Logan no, Paul. No, Lo- no, oh, Logan Paul wouldn't be a bad example either. Logan Paul might actually, the reason I'm not using Logan Paul here is because Logan Paul was so fucking good in his match that it's actually not even a good enough analogy because Logan Paul was legitimately good. Like you wouldn't even know he wasn't a wrestler by watching Logan Paul. Um, so that's why I'm using Johnny Knoxville here. Johnny Knoxville against Sami Zayn because Johnny Knoxville never looked like a wrestler. He never looked like he belonged in the ring, but the match was so absurd and over the top they had Wee Man come in and do a body slam like he was Hulk Hogan at Wrestlemania 3. Uh, they finished the match by him getting trapped in a giant mousetrap jackass style. I mean it, by, by trapping Sami Zayn in the giant mousetrap. It was so absurd and over the top and that it was probably... I can't, it wasn't the best match, but it might've been the most fun I had watching a match on all of WrestleMania. Uh, and like, it was the match my wife was the most into. She was laughing her ass off. I was laughing my ass off. And this book was not as entertaining as that, but I'm going to judge it in this, in a similar way. So for what this book is, look, the writing, it shouldn't get more than a two or a two and a half, but I'm going to give it that this is so absurd and it embraces the absurdity. So, so well that I'm, I'm going to give it a little bit of an upgrade. So I'm going to give us a 3.5 for the writing and the story based on the, this is so absurd that it works factor. And that brings this to me to an astonishing 7.5. Holy shit. You're going to give this a high, one than me i will uh i will agree with you the artwork is fantastic i could not imagine another artist doing this they made marshall look great they made the punisher look threatening they made the ridiculousness of the of, of everything in the story from the dialogue to the plot uh just it, it may it kept it together it was a great glue for this so i'm giving i'm gonna give the artwork a four uh in terms of the story like this is by far the shortest book we've ever gone into. And it's just like, it, it is, this is pure promotional. This is Eminem propaganda. <laughs> as much as I love it, as much as I'm like, you know, this is just funny. I, I, you know, in, in comparison to the other books that we've read in the past, because I still have to keep it, I'm going to keep it more grounded to an SPC, like storyline, plot writing, all that standard. I'm going to give it a 2.5 because it's still really fun. The plot is simple. If it had been bigger, if it had been more complicated, it may not have actually been as good. I may have probably given it less, but everyone knows what this is. This is a gag. This is a one-off. This is like, you know, uh, an MTV Music Awards skit or something like that. So I'm going to give it a total score of a 6.5. Total score was 6.5. Wow. So that's that's basically what I would have given it if I did not give it the, this is so absurd that it works even on a higher level for me. You gave it a lot of grace I on did. that I one. I absolutely did. And I don't regret it. I feel good about it. 
better than a lot of stories you've so, read. It, it entertained me. It entertained me. That's at the end yeah. of the day, I'm here to be entertained. And this is about as high as I could rate a book without it being so like, I couldn't give this an eight. That would just like an eight is where we're getting into no. like truly excellent stuff. So I couldn't let it get to an eight, but the fact that they weaseled their way up to a, uh, up to a, a seven bar, what was an SPC total of? Let's see. It's 14, 14. What 14. you might call solid Sunday read. Material. Sunday read. Exactly. So uh, a 14 out of 20 for SPC uh, for this Eminem Punisher book. I, I, were you surprised how high I rated it? I did not see that coming. I thought you would either match me, even though you did agree, like on a on a basis level, you would have typically matched what what I gave it. I thought you may have given it a little bit less just because of the absurdity of it. But obviously the absurdity. No, no absurdity up. can only gain you points. Yeah, well, absurdity, something <laughs> absurd within a what is supposed to be an otherwise serious or straightforward story that could get a deducted points. But absurdity within the context of absurdity you know it, it you know it hit for me wow I, I don't think i would have liked it as much if they didn't just do the all the like shoehorn in all the eminem lines or give a stand like it's it's that cheesiness of it that, <laughs> that makes it so ridiculous that like it's like why does this even exist but it does and i'm reading it and uh, you know it's the joy of doing the show remzo that i get to read things like this so uh, thank you very much i appreciate it well we live to serve and hey, you know yeah. what's all new and all different about this episode? I'm pretty sure this is going to be the first episode that clocks in under an hour in SBC history. So we can actually say we are maybe not all new and all different, but all mostly same and a little different. We're trans, gender inclusive. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, we're non-binary. And the main thing we ask. In terms of the content. And yeah. the main thing we ask, of course. Well, I'll get to that first. But if you enjoy the all new, all different SBC, of course, tune in Friday as well for the SBC new Newsroom. Don't forget... Come help out your boys. Help out your boys over at patreon.com slash second print pod. Again, we get to 500 a month. I'm watching agents of sealed. So if that's not motivation for you, I don't know what is <laughs> um, besides that Remzo, what would we like to uh, impart upon our listeners this evening? Well, just remember if you can't do anything else, there's one thing you can do. It's sweet. It's simple. It's so easy. You could find it in Detroit. Read comics. Eat the Cody dogs the world. and change the world. That too, man. Good night, America. I want a chili dog so bad right now. Adios.